Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O. Morning radio for the entire capital city. This is K Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, welcome in. 25 degrees. Wednesday morning, December 7th, 2022. What's Chapshire Hyde Wednesday? It is a what chapter I had Wednesday, first one of the uh, of the month of December, and uh, excited for it. Excited to uh, come together with those uh, little things in our lives that just drive us nuts, and we sometimes don't have a good forum to discuss them and just just get them off the palate, get them off the the, the, the mental focus list, and uh, spend that time uh, in better places. And that's what we do. We allow you. The opportunity to uh, get them off your mental palate. I like that term, mental palate. And and uh, go on with your life, uh, making this community a better place for all of us. Uh, it's our community service. It's what Chaps Yard Wednesday. So if you've got any chaps today, uh, you can call in at 710. Uh, we have the phone lines open. I think we have enough. We actually have two segments we can get into this today. Uh, also, have the Rick Stein Recognition text line. Text them in at any point during the show at 402-479-1400. Or go to the Facebook page. Facebook.com slash L, excuse me, LNK today. And uh, we'll get into that. We'll have some fun with it coming up a little bit later in the show. Guys, I was just telling, Mark, I was just telling Caleb and, and uh, Matt, uh, Matt, this Matt McMaster is in with us today uh, once again. A Gen Zer? Uh, yeah. We got the, we got the full, we are. Four generations? Man. If uh, we uh, we should we should have done generation collaboration while he was here they again, still lost back with the, everyone. He's still lost. Um, and Z could have would maybe got the first a, question uh, right. Yeah, would he have gotten a question right? Maybe it'd be, That's a, mere, the big it'd be a great moment for everyone. <laughs> um, at least for the future of our Earth. Um, we, <laughs> I was I was telling Mark, you know, it's a it's a slight miracle that I'm here today. I uh, I I go with a, it's a little bit of a gamble, and I don't know what you guys do or what people generally do now when they've got times when they just got to be sure they're awake in the morning. I have gone strictly to just my cell phone alarm. That's all I do. Same here. Are you guys all that? Yep. You guys are all just set. Yep. Put your cell phone on a charger or get a charger yep. in your cell phone. Yep. Set, and and nothing else. One alarm. Yep. Um. Like I've over the years of this job, I've tried very. I mean, I'm sure when I'm start when I started this thing, I didn't even. I mean, it was an alarm clock. I'm sure when I started this thing, old school alarm clock. <laughs> no, mine was old school. It you, was a wind up. You have the wind up <laughs> in the morning. Yeah, I had the old. I mean, I had the old digital one with the red numbers uh-huh. that I think everybody in the world had. Did it have the red numbers or did it have the little flipper? No, it, my dad used to have one of those uh-huh. back in the day. Uh, no, but uh, mine had. Had the red numbers, and so that's what it was. But since then, I've gone to just a, a single cell phone with no backup, and I use one of those. My my cell phone is such that uh, it's a, it's an Apple, and whenever I plug the lightning plug chargers into it, it's like total hit or miss whether or not it's actually going to charge. Yeah, it's it's like there's a short in every cord. I don't it's pro- something wrong with the phone. Phone's just old. There's probably um, some dust in the yeah. I tried the, the phone. I tried the toothpick thing. That's a hack. Apparently, yeah. you can use a toothpick and dig it out, but that didn't work. But maybe any one of those high pressure keyboard cleaner air things. Um, and maybe that would Take help. Take a pressure washer to it. That was didn't. I don't think that's a good idea. <laughs> uh, but but nonetheless, but so I use the Surface charger. Um, the one you know the, they call them wireless chargers, even though they've got a wire coming out of them, which I always think is weird. But nonetheless, 
I use one of those. Uh, but for some reason lately, the little the charger, the wire gets pulled out of that thing rather easy if I move it sort of on really? my on my nightstand because you buy those cheap ones. Yeah, well, that is absolutely true. I like <laughs> like everything. I mean, the one I bought you in there is still going, and it's been what three four years. It looks like the same one I have. I'm not sure if it is or not, but now yours is cheaper. I can guarantee it. <laughs> but so if, easy there, money bags. So as I I probably reached <laughs> up, I probably was doing something on my phone, and I put it in the cradle. And the, the the end pulled out, and it was one of those nights, for some reason, when I went to bed, my phone was at like 3%, so on the verge of dying, and it it died in the overnight hours. And so, alarm doesn't go off, and, and look at me being an old man with an internal alarm, right? The, I, I wake up naturally in the morning, and I'm like, huh, I wonder, I'm like, oh man, I hope it's like, it was like two in the morning. I hope I got like three hours almost left of sleep. You know how it is when you don't know what time it is and you're kind of hyping yourself up to look at what time it is. You're like, okay, this is either going to be great. I, I'm going to have hours of sleep or I'm going to have like one minute of sleep and that's going to be terrible. And I looked and I'm expecting it to say like 432 or something. And it says 515. <laughs> and I'm like, whoa, whoa. And and so I hightailed it. I, I didn't. Now I'm not smelling up the studio, but I did. I, I avoided the normal morning shower to save some time. You uh, went full just, axe body spray. Uh, yeah. Ooh, wow. I, but reminds me of somebody who comes and visits every now and then. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, I thought it, but I didn't say it. Um, I didn't say who it was. <laughs> so anyway, I um yeah, so I I I got here and I ended up actually cutting out the shower actually saved me a lot of time. I got here earlier than I often do, but it did, I mean, not that I deserve a prize for showing up to work on time, but I think I've gone on a streak. It's been a lot of years since I actually slept through the beginning of this show. So uh, well, there was once uh, earlier this year, I believe. Wasn't okay, there? that was a that was a Caleb brought that. I brought up. that up immediately too. Yeah, tell the story, Caleb, because that's a very different. I think that's apples and oranges to what we're talking okay. about here. So, so fruit salad. So Jack was in the building. Yes, there you go. Check mark done. Story he, over. So Jack claims he went and he got the sound off clips and everything put together in his office, and then just laid his head down to rest his mm. eyes. <laughs> the old dad move. I'm just going to rest my eyes. I did. All I know is that you took I, off out of the studio and I, I up, finished news. I, I, well, I, lo- I looked up and I was like, well, there's not a lot in this break. And all of a sudden I was like, oh, I don't see Jack. All right. The intro's playing. I run to the stairs. Jack, the intro's playing. Get no reaction. I hear nothing. I'm like, I'm pretty sure he's here. Jack comes up, you fell asleep in your office, man. <laughs> I got done with my, you know, all the prep, my routine that I normally do in the morning. I looked at the clock that morning, and it was like still like five forty eight. And you know, I don't, it's I don't a very gonna, dangerous. Don't get up here to six. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna set an alarm on my phone. Uh, and then I'm just going to close my eyes. Let those eyelids right, just get me in perfect. Would you set your alarm for 7? Si- si- I don't know what I did. <laughs> I messed PM. up the alarm. Yeah. I messed up. The- that probably is what happened. <laughs> and so I I consider that a very different a, a, a different item than actually sleeping okay. through my alarm. So I, I made it here. And, you know, I just want to, I guess it's a little bit of a pat myself on the back, but I've got a big streak of showing up for work on time. Now, is your phone <laughs> still dead or did you? Get a little charging. I, I am charging it right now. Thank you to the service charger that you have in here. So thank you. It's charging now. I don't know. Yeah. 
It's uh, it, it's getting to the point though. I don't know. Can you guys all go? Do you guys all do your one day or one charge your whole day on your phone? Can no. you get by with that or not? No. I can't. No. No. Okay. Ty- typically, when I'm home in the middle of the day, I will have my personal phone plugged in. Now yeah. my work phone goes all day. Yeah. Because I just I don't. I think mine. Used I'm not to. scrolling TikTok on my work phone. So, yeah, yeah, you're just so not I'm using not draining energy. I obviously, I obviously am uh, scrolling Twitter a lot. Yeah, I think that's obviously what the problem is. I think my phone would tell me that is Elon the, loves you. Elon does love me. Elon does love me. Many people are saying. I mean, if I wasn't on, if I wasn't scrolling TikTok and Twitter, then yeah, my phone would probably last all day. Yeah, me too. So, anyway. Uh, you're welcome for being here, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Weird for my job. Weird. Hey, hey, you know, uh, this is a terrible transition. I don't know what I'm going to say, but I'm going to say, you know who's not going to be here for a while? That's Bob Carey. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, Bob, Eugene Klebb not really seeing eye to eye. Yeah, the, uh, the, the former governor, senator, Democrat. State of Nebraska. Nebraska used to have Democrats as governors and senators? What? <laughs> when was this? The, the early 1800s? Yeah, no, it was. Early 1800s. Nebraska oh. wasn't a state yet. Okay, well, whatever. It's probably accurate then. <laughs> what? What? Well, all right. I'll give so, you that one. So uh, what happened exactly here? He was, he was being, uh, he was somewhat critical of just sort of, the the direction of the state democratic party he called it pathetic um said that his candidates needed to be more middle of the road and um apparently kleb's response uh he did not like apparently well it referred uh, she wrote an art she wrote an article about it right uh, well, she like wrote an email, an email, and, whatever, yeah, and uh, some blast or it, something. It used the same type of uh, language back that well, people that opposed the Vietnam War, which of course he was, uh, you know, a military guy, I believe, during that era, and it kind of upset him. So he didn't like the response from Cleb. I, I need to find the whole response from Cleb. I want to see what she said exactly, but. Uh, Carrie wrote back and said, or got back to her and said, uh, your use of this language as a means to stop public criticism caused me to rethink my consent to have my name associated with the Democratic Party's annual fundraiser. Uh, your, de- your defensive response and use of the language of former President Nixon led me to inform you, I insist my name be removed from this event. It had been, uh, it was the Carrie Nelson Dinner actually it had previously been called the Morrison Exxon dinner. I guess they felt like they needed to update it with <laughs> newer Democrats, <laughs> which it's it's good that they did that, you know, then because I don't know that they're going to have another chance to ever do it again. Um, because you don't really have statewide Democrats who are elected. I mean, I guess they could probably find some state senators maybe from from Lincoln or Omaha to do that. Well, you got one that's going out of office, uh, a Democrat, yeah, a statewide one. No. Oh yeah. Statewide. These statewide. are all statewide. Okay. These are all statewide names. Exxon, Exxon, Kerry, Nelson, right? Morrison right. was governor. Um, but evidently, he says, so I don't want to be associated with a state party that's led by someone who views criticism as a mortal sin. Ooh, dang! Jeez. 
Man, it has been it has been a year of party fights, hasn't it? Where is the peace? Where are the shared vision within our political parties here in the state, guys? I mean, the Republicans were tearing themselves apart last March and April and then into the, the summer. We, we had lawsuits between Republicans. We had attack ads. We had a, a, a wrestling match at a state convention. Uh, we had, I mean, I mean almost, yeah. We had, we had everything, and, you know, uh, and now the Democrats do it, and they do it by taking, arguing about taking names off of lunches or dinners. With this whole thing. Yeah. So, anyway. Oh, oh, and by the way, I mean, for the record, Kerry's probably got a point. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Did you notice the last election? Did you know? It wasn't just that they got beat. It was that they didn't have candidates. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, something, uh, wh- whether you liked the way that he critiqued it or not, I think it's fair to say that something isn't going like you'd want it to at the state level with that party. I mean, if this is working, I don't know what doesn't working looks like at this point. So, nonetheless, they're going to take his name off it. So I don't know if they're just going to call it the Nelson dinner now. Probably. Is Ben is Ben Nelson still cool with this? Should we check if he's okay with being still being on this? Well, he didn't call the party pathetic. No, no, that's so maybe maybe his name will probably this. true. On the other hand, though, you know, if he's got the answers, I mean, he did come in here and try to run for Senate a few years back. People forget that it's it's an odd little footnote on his career. Came back, tried to run for Senate, and Deb Fisher, you know, took care of him fairly easily in that in that whole thing. So. I don't know that he's got the winning formula either on this whole thing, but well, he did. I'm not sure. He did win at one point. So yeah, that was a different time. It was. Things are obviously things have changed on both, in this state on both and, sides of the aisle, and you either adapt or die. And right now, the, it's been a lot of dying and not adapting. <laughs> Speaking, of, I mean, I'm just, I'm just beyond. I don't know how you can look at it any other way. Speaking of Senate, yes, we now know. Oh that man, somebody I, is going to fill out that application. We got some competition. Well, I said yesterday I was going to, so that's not. Right. Yeah, <laughs> we got some competition. If you're filling out that application for the Senate, apparently, am I reading this right? Governor Ricketts is going to going to try and become what? a senator. And that is that right? Is that a misprint? What? No, I guess uh, he is going what do to you be mean, a misprint. I just wanted to make sure I had this right. It's just I didn't know. I thought he might want to take some time off after he was done being governor, right? Didn't I announced today that I'll be one of the applicants for the U.S. Senate seat. That Governor-elect Pillen has announced his process, or at least a portal, to be able to apply. All right, that you, you you didn't read it. You heard it. I heard it. That's fine. I heard it. Yes. Well, I read it before I heard it, but at KLIN.com. Um, oh, okay. Well, I'll forgive you then. <laughs> I don't know if that's where I read it, but nonetheless, <laughs> nonetheless, if I would have been at that press conference, my uh, question would have been like, so you, uh, you nervous that he's going to not pick you, huh? You know, butterflies in the stomach about this. Yeah. Well, the fact that I gave tens and tens and tens of thousands of dollars to the guy who's making the decision 
does make me feel a little better about it. And literally spoke for him more than he did himself over the campaign. Wouldn't that be now that would make a good movie if Pillen all of a sudden has a change of heart and he decides to name one of the randos that applies for this thing. So congrats, you know, they pull the whole press conference out of the governor's there and then I'm going to I'm going to pick uh, Dave Jenkins. He's a plumber from Northeast Lincoln. Be amazing. Be a great reality good. show. Let's just send a I I I still think I still think an interesting experiment if we ever want to completely change our legislative branch in the federal government. Just assign people. Yeah, is have one house. You have one house that's elected, and you have one house that's appointed like jury duty Mm -hmm. in the bicameral government. Can you imagine that? Hey, what do you got going on next year? (laughs) Senate duty. Wait, can't you get out of that? No. The boss is going to be so pissed. Put me on the ag committee. <laughs> that's my that's my spot. <laughs> they should put me on the ag committee. That'd be good. <laughs> uh, all right, six twenty-five. I was going to try and say something funny, and then I couldn't think of it. Real honest. It looked like it was going to be real funny. Yeah, that, I evaluated. That's quick decisions. <laughs> quick decisions. What you're going to say is not that funny, so don't say anything at all. At least a half a dozen times I've said nothing, which has probably allowed us to keep our FCC license. 625, we'll take a break. we got sports coming up next. You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. Get today's top news and sports directly to your inbox. Sign up for the daily at KLIN.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. A look at news from both inside and outside of Lincoln and conversation on how that news affects Texas here. It's time for the sound off on LNK today. All right. Hey, by the way, Christmas caroling. I just sent out an email to all the uh, people who have reserved their spots on the Christmas caroling bus on Sunday. Uh, we got we got some stops confirmed. Okay, good. Uh, we're going to uh, South Point Pavilions. Yes. Uh, we're working for. We want to get the okay from all of the places that we go. I wouldn't. I mean, I don't think it'd be a good look to get like kicked out. And last year, last year we had one retailer. I won't mention who they are. Please stop spreading Christmas joy for our customers. <laughs> but they did not like. They did not love that we were outside of their store singing Christmas carols. So we're uh, we're learning year to year. We're learning that it's probably better to get. Uh, apparently, people don't just like. Uh, gratuitous Christmas joy spread around them, surprisingly enough. So uh, we are we are asking permission in a lot of cases. But, uh, yeah, we're going to be there. And then I think we'll also be – I think I can also confirm that we will be uh, on the streets of downtown in the Haymarket. Good. I think we'll do that same – we went out to Tower Square last year, did a little there, had a little impromptu concert there, and then walked down the streets into the, uh, into the Haymarket. So oh. – um, those those I can confirm. We're still trying to lock down a couple other OKs 
but again, I'll continue to ask. You want? I mean, I'm putting us out for hire essentially right mm-hmm. now, which is for free. I might put my uh, my my Christmas jacket on. My, it's Fifty Shades of Santa is what it's called. Do you seriously have? Is that a thing you have? Yeah. I've worn it in here before. Really? Yeah. I don't really pay attention to you. I know. Um, Half the time I'm shirtless over here, so what do you know? I don't like to make eye contact <laughs> with the person behind the board. It's just a thing I've done over the years. You are beneath me. Stop it. <laughs> uh, all right. Sound off time. What do we have? <laughs> Oh, God, which ones do we want to start with? You start in Georgia? I'm sorry I have this little anxiety right before I start the sound. You know what? I didn't even get a Georgia one. What? You just remind... You know what? That's wrong. That's wrong. That's big big news. It was was election night again in the U.S. of A. And uh, last night, if you didn't hear it, uh, Raphael Warnock did win the, uh, the Georgia special election. For the Senate, it was kind of close. <clears throat> it was kind of close, but here we go. Uh, here, I've I think I've got one here. Yeah, this is uh, here's the latest on that. Hopefully, this is loud enough. Let's listen. Herschel Walker was hoping that this would be his overtime win. Instead, he took that stage looking very disappointed and downcast as he made his concession speech. We've had a tough journey, have we not? Yes. But one of the things I said is they when they called the race, I said the numbers doesn't look like they're going to add up. Senator Warnock taking the stage to accept victory just a short time after that. You believe, as I do, that democracy is the political enactment of a spiritual idea. Voter turnout here may have been the deciding factor in this race. More than 3 million people voted in this runoff, but a whopping 1.9 million voted early or by mail. And we know those earlies usually favor the Democrat. Now, <clears throat> I'm obviously equal opportunity with this because I uh, started out the show uh, giving some level of critique to the way that uh, Democrats in the state have handled their candidates and acquired or lack thereof candidates. Yeah. Now, now shoes on the other foot. National Republicans probably ought to quit picking terrible candidates. Just a thought. Yeah. Just a thought. And if you think that wasn't the case here, I would encourage you to do some deep soul searching. Well, it's you, between. <laughs> I would look at some look at some news. Like just be- or because some somebody speeches. was. Well, just because somebody was a, a famous athlete or they're on TV does not necessarily mean they're going to be a fantastic candidate. Everybody's trying to, to recapture. Wait around. Everybody's trying to recapture Trump. Yeah. And I don't know that it's just it's just not going to be recaptured like that again. Well, there was, was there's just, only one Trump, right? Yeah, like that's that, that, just, that's not everybody out there. Di- yeah, it's different and yes, you're exactly right. You're exactly right. So, anyway, uh, so what they had? It's not just a uh, tie-breaking lead now with the vice president. They got a little Democrats have got a, a buffer, have a vote cushion now yeah. above <clears throat> above that. So if they if they lose somebody, they can still lose one person on those votes and still have the uh, <clears throat> still have the majority. Good, save so, Kamala some time. Yeah, it's good. That's good. Well, you know, she um she it, it sounds like she's not going to be uh at the t- you, we were talking about the possible people who would run if it wasn't Biden in 2024 uh-huh. and we were looking at the odds and and it was like, you know, There's not a super deep bench yeah, that you're looking at. I mean like <laughs> Newsom, but he said he's not running and her and Buttigieg and and it doesn't take long, and they're down to Hillary Clinton already in the in like the likelihood rankings. I'm like, man, yeah, 
that doesn't seem like a great idea. But nonetheless, it uh, doesn't sound like the uh, current president is thinking about hanging him up. Sounds like he's sounds like he's probably going forward with this. I'm thing. not leaving. The message from the White House is that President Biden does intend to run again, and ultimately will make that decision sometime early next year. Now, Fox News has learned if he chooses to run again, he will have the support of his wife and family. A senior Biden advisor told Fox News not only does the president intend to run for election, adding, quote, that is something both Dr. Biden and the family fully support. In Washington, Sean Langell, Fox News. All right. Who has run for re-election and not had the support of their of, family? Of their family. That seems like a big, seems like a big endorsement. He, he will be fully supported by his wife and family. Right. Good? Uh, hey. I feel like you should be more worried about the party. Uh, yeah, uh, Caleb, I swear I'm not targeting with you with these stories that I've got, but... That's you, fine. You, Bring you, it on. You hear all these states now that are are uh, banning TikTok among their state employees? They're, they're starting to... They're saying... Uh, there. Well, take a listen. I'm, you don't need me to explain it. Maryland's Republican Governor Larry Hogan announced a ban on TikTok on all devices in the state's executive branch. South Carolina's Republican Governor announced a ban of TikTok from all state-owned devices. South Dakota's Republican Governor announced a similar ban last week. But some Democrats are concerned as well, including Virginia Senator Mark Warner, who told the Fox News Rundown podcast this week. And the administration has been promising now for over a year they could find a way to make TikTok safe. I am a skeptic. I want to see what they come up with. Warner says not only can the app make influential algorithmic recommendations and restrict content, but it can take data off of your phone. Jessica Rosenthal, Fox News. All right. Something to think. Not going to those East Coast elite states, I guess. <laughs> well, you, not, and I'm not going to go work in their executive I was going to say, I think it's just for people who are working in, in the executive branch, which which, by the way, I'm sort of surprised you can have any like fun apps at all on your phone if you've got a if you've got a state phone from Aren't the executive branch. Part of the executive branch. Uh, I mean, I suppose that you could sort of say certain ones are. Yeah. No fun for the cops executing the laws. Sucks for them. Uh, <laughs> speaking of police officers, I think San Francisco made the right decision on this. We talked about yesterday this during the morning drive. Uh, that apparently San Francisco was looking at robot police that could blow things up. Right, like they're not necessarily armed, but they I could mean, blow up. It was, I mean, it literally sounded like the intro uh, preamble to a dystopian novel, essentially, this idea that they had. But Everything's on fire. I'm I mean, ready. It sounds like they, they decided to think better of it. Uh-oh. The San Francisco Board of Supervisors has voted to hold off on a controversial policy approved last week that would have allowed law enforcement to use robots for deadly force. The board on Tuesday sending the issue back to a committee for further talks. Board members did pass a broader policy on the use of militarized police equipment, explicitly barring the use of robots in a lethal manner. Police have said they had no plans to arm the robots with guns, but wanted the ability to put explosives on them in extraordinary circumstances. Rich Dennison, Fox News. Now, I mean, I know it's more like a remote-controlled vehicle, sort of, that, I mean, technically, it's more like a drone that doesn't have its own mind, but... Right, that doesn't make any of this sound... Does that, not, that doesn't help you at all with this whole thing? I mean, it's a remote-control car with a, you know, with a bombs on it. They're sitting in the control room it's, sending drone, explosive drones out to the streets. But why is it, like, you'll... Sc- on social media, you'll see all these companies that are out there 
like developing robots with the, the ability to make human decisions and like robot dogs that can open doors and stuff. Like, did you not see any dystopian movie at any point in your life where the robots take control? And, you know, I guess the good news is we're all, you know, it feels like we're all fighting ourselves in this country right now. Our, our greatest enemy is the people in this country that we disagree with on things. But soon, maybe it'll just be the robots. Maybe the maybe the upcoming war against the robots will bring us all together as one. We maybe can, that's just what this country needs is a war against robots. We can only hope. Also, and while I still agree the thing on the uh, San Francisco, the, the police, I think that's a bad idea. Sometimes people do, like... They'll they'll show you a clip like I follow I don't know why I follow it but Mashable is this account that I follow on Twitter and it's like a tech thing but they'll put out these videos like every month or so where it's like look at what Boston Dynamics is developing look at this humanoid robot that can yeah. climb upstairs terrifying and all this stuff and then they'll show <laughs> it and it looks like a it looks like a really drunk person climbing upstairs and I'm like I sort of feel like still at this point I'd favor myself in a baseball bat over that thing ten times out of ten. We still got a ways to go. You say that until it starts flying and explodes. Again, I haven't. Yeah, well, I haven't seen that whole thing. But <laughs> like, it feels like they have all these. Look at the movement this thing has. But it totally feels like you could just kick out one of the legs. Yeah, I'd take way, you in a foot race. Like but way easier than you could a human. That robot's gonna hit you one time. I'm still not. I don't know that I'm still not worried. Plus, by the time that they're able to do those things, may maybe I've evolved to where I've able to grow like lasers out of my own arms or something like that. Maybe. Doop, doop, doop. East Lincoln Strong. What's that have to do with it? I don't it? know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you guys are doing over hey, there. What's in the check water? Check the calendar. It's December seventh. Okay. If you have to mail Christmas gifts, Christmas is on a Sunday this year. Okay. okay. Don't be the jerk aunt or uncle who sends the Christmas gift that arrives on December 29th, okay? You'll ruin a kid's Christmas. Don't want to do that, do you? Well, the the shipping vans are everywhere already. Right. They literally were blocking off half our apartment complex because three of them were lined up outside (laughs) of the mail building. I'm just trying to get... If you're shipping it, though, from your house or from a... From you to someone else, it's it's worth starting to look at those dates. The New York Post combed through popular websites to try and nail down retailer shipping deadlines for Christmas. Something to keep in mind is Christmas falls on a Sunday this year, so you might have to move a little more quickly than usual. If you ship FedEx ground, send those packages by December 14th. Overnight, shipping deadline is December 22nd. For USPS, ground is a little bit faster with a December 17th deadline. UPS says it's all going to depend on where you're shipping to. Retailers like Nordstrom, Macy's, J- J.C. Penney, Bloomingdale's, and Best Buy say to order by December 16th to get your package delivered by the 23rd. Gianna Jalosi, Fox News. So you got about we got about a week minimum. Got about a week minimum uh, if you're shipping it yourself or you're buying it from these retailers. I'm not sending anything and this year. I can't. I have been spoiled by Amazon Prime though. I will tell you that. Like if I order something and it's not doesn't tell me it's coming to my house within 48 hours. Uh, I'm like, what is this? What is this? 1922? Have you have you ever done that? Where you've ordered something now, and it's like that'll be a ten day. It'll be ten days till it gets out to you. And you Here's like, the other thing that no, I've, just, just Amazon in general. If I need to return something, I just take it over to Whole Foods. Yeah, or you can go to Kohl's. Kohl's yeah. has one of those things too. By the way, those places are very busy this time of year. 
There it is. Yeah. Uh, all right. What else do we have? Oh, I got to get this one in. Uh, a new list of the most mispronounced words Ooh. is out. This is something that comes up on What Chaps You Had Wednesday a lot. People, about once every month or two, somebody will bring up a word that they can't stand how it gets mispronounced. Affluent. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and, and so now they, they apparently have put together a little bit of a list, a, a kind of a guide to help you out, making sure you're not the uh, you're not the one mispronouncing everything. The list compiled appropriately by Babel and the captioning group. Among the words that most often twisted the tongues of broadcasters and politicians were some sports names like Miami Dolphins quarterback Tua Tungavailoa, Serbian tennis star Novak Djokovic, and locations like the Ukrainian city of Zaporizhia. During Queen Elizabeth's funeral, the name of the Scottish capital, it's Edinburgh, not Edinburgh. A senior content producer at Babel says, don't be intimidated by hard-to-pronounce words. See them as an opportunity to learn. Jack Callahan, Fox News. All right, so this was... None of none of those were outrageous. Well, these were all like word. These were all like name, like proper... Um, right. proper names and those those sorts of things. So, yes. I thought it was going to be how irritated we get when someone says woof instead of wolf, or they say crayon instead of crayon. Yeah, yeah, that's what I... I me too. Cray, yeah, crayon. That's always an interesting one. No, but it was like, uh, yeah, uh, Tua Tunga Vailoa, yeah. which I think... And that Ukrainian city, Zaporizhia, Zaporizhia, I believe, is, is what that is. So, anyway. Uh, let's see. Norfolk. Norfolk, yes. Yes. Do you see how, when Matt Rule went to Norfolk, how many people in his mentions were like, make sure you pronounce it right? Make sure you say it right. I'm he like, took a dude, picture. I don't care if he says it right. He's recruiting. <laughs> well, I mean, it might help him. You go into somebody's house in the area and you, you know, you don't know how to say the name. I think that's probably, a, I think that was good help. I hope he did it right. Uh, last but not least, uh, you a karaoke person? You like going out, singing a song? Every now and again. We did the uh, go-to karaoke song once on Request Line Friday we this did. year. That was a good one. Was going, well, now you don't have to go to the bar if you've got an iPhone. You can bring the party. This might be good to know for the holidays Uh-oh. when things get a little rowdy at the party. Uh, you can bust this out. Apple wants to bring karaoke to your devices. I want it that way. Launching Apple Music Sing this month. Built right into the music app, Apple announcing it'll let users follow along with real-time syllable-by-syllable lyrics and adjust the volume of vocals for a little assist. There's also a duet view with lyrics that switch sides of the screen depending on who's singing. And over 50 playlists across a range of genres. Apple's the second most popular streaming audio service in the world. Spotify holds the top spot. Lillian Wu, Fox News. I don't have a, I don't have the Apple Music subscription, so I can't do this at the holiday party. I don't think often, we have it, but often, but <laughs> you have it. You'll have to try it out, McMaster. Let us know if it works. All right, we'll take a break. Six fifty four. That's it for your sound off. We uh, we got we got a human cop coming in, not a robot cop. He will soon, I'm sure, be replaced. That's what you think? I'm sure they'll they'll start uh, replacing the Crime Stoppers cops with robots shortly enough. But you know now, where his chief came from. For now, we got. A, we've got Six fifty four. It's LNK today with Jack and friends on KLI. I'm meteorologist Malcolm Byron. They done it, and now LPT needs your help. Crime Stoppers on LNK today. Bad boys, bad boys. All right. Well, this times out very nicely. 
uh, the RoboCop discussion with <laughs> Officer Chad. I'm far from a robot. How do we? No, we no, we still have human cops in Lincoln here at this point, at least so far. Uh, hopefully for a while. As far as we know, yeah. I guess with you, the donut industry helps. So, oh, we had to go there, dude. I was in a good mood when I walked in here. Jeez, you guys Caleb, are getting in your lap. That is some low hanging fruit, Caleb. Wasn't he on vacation last low week? Low hanging fruit. <laughs> this is the same place where they pick the cherries for the jelly inside of the donuts. Hey. Hey. <laughs> yeah, how about that? Is, are, do you think robot cops are the future? I, you know, I, I hope not. There are so many things that go into every decision we make yeah. daily that I, how could you possibly trust a robot to have that human element? Yeah, I mean, just, I mean, come on. I, I get it. There, there's a time and place for everything. You know, a high risk call where you need to breach a door and yeah. it's too dangerous to send a human up there. Sure, send right. a robot. I get it. Right. But as long as the humans are providing the intelligence for it, yes. that seems like the line. Th- there needs to be some accountability. Once they start and, thinking for themselves yep. and can use lethal force, that's when the concern comes Has out. nobody seen Terminator? Exact Terminator, yes. I mean, absolutely. It, I, I don't want to live through all, that. It all so. sounds like a good idea. Yeah. I mean, Jurassic <laughs> Park seemed like a great idea at the beginning of the movie. Look uh, what happened. As long as it's the original movie, not the remake. Yeah. Couldn't stand the remake. Oh, no. well, there's been eight sequels, so yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, uh, Lincoln Crime Stoppers. What's going on with Crime Stoppers, and uh, how can we help? Uh, the first one we're going to do is Pew, Pew, Pew. <laughs> and again, I, I didn't name these, Becky. Um, <laughs> oh, it was Becky. Yeah, that, expl- well, that explains a lot. I, I don't know if it was her or not, but that's who we're blaming. <laughs> okay, so. no, I think you're, that's a good uh, idea. This one's from the 22nd of last month. Had a drive-by shooting in the area of 16th and Knox at about 3.30 in the morning. Uh, it was Tuesday morning or Tuesday evening. Cameras in the area did get some pictures of the vehicle that we're pretty sure was involved. However, just because of the time of the day, the images aren't the greatest. But you can see the vehicle in the area before, during, and after the shots are fired. Uh, the next one we have is bad timing. This one is on the 20th of November. Uh, we already had officers in the parking lot at Russ's at 33rd and Highway 2. And they were there for something else. Store employees flagged him down and said somebody just tried to take off after stealing some liquor from the store. So the officers that were there went and approached this dark-covered minivan. Suspect was already in it. They tried to get him out. He refused. There was a little bit of a scuffle. As soon as they displayed their tasers, he closes the door and beats feet out of the out of the parking lot. Wow. Yeah, kind of lucky we didn't have any officers hurt on this because yeah. vehicle extractions are always kind of hairy. Um, suspect is described as a Hispanic male, 25 to 30 years old, wearing a pretty distinctive um, star pattern face mask. Kind of looks like Captain America mm. grew up on his face. Okay. So. <laughs> All right, well, uh, yeah, good. Uh, we got we got some video. We got some pictures there you can take a look at as well and uh, hopefully help them out. How can people uh, get in touch if they may have a tip on these or any of them? Uh, you can leave an anonymous tip at LincolnCrimestoppers.com or as always you can call us at 402-475-3600. By the way, you said 33rd and Highway 2. 33rd oh, and Nebraska oh, Parkway, please. I, you know what? I just got the email about that last week for yeah. accident reports. My mistake. Please. The old deuce. Yeah, you, I, Living like it's uh, 1963 up in here. <laughs> I'm an old guy, I guess. Sorry. 7 o'clock on KLI and Lincoln. <laughs> 
Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O. Morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. It's time to get it off your chest with What Chaps Your Hide Wednesday. Call or text the Rick Stein Recognition Hotline at 402-479-1400 to tell us what's chapping your hide. Yeah, it's just a reality of life. You go through your day-to-day existence, job, home, family, whatever it is, and there's little things that happen and you start thinking about them. You're like, yeah, you know what? That really bugs me. I, I, I don't like that. I don't like that. And then uh, they fester in your mind. Those continued thoughts about those things start uh, start impacting you. And uh, we say, hey, get rid of them. Let them go. Get them out into the open, and then you're not going to have to focus on them internally, and you can focus on more productive things. That's what we do with What Chaps Your Hide on Wednesday. Some say, why would you have a radio segment where people just complain? Nay, that is not what it is whatsoever. It is a community service helping people focus on the things that matter by getting the things that don't matter off their chest once and for all on Wednesdays. That's what we have here. Phone lines are open. Actually, they're full. Richtown Recognition, phone line at 402-479-1400. You can text into that as well. And we've got Facebook posts as well. So we are very busy this morning with the phones. So let's get to the phones first today. And batting leadoff, as often is the case, is Debbie. Good morning, Debbie. How are you doing today? Good morning, gentlemen. Morning. Hello. I will have to admit that I do not have anything chapping my hide today because it's the holidays and they're that happy times. However, I'm preparing myself for a big hide chap. Uh oh. What's that gonna be? That that's going to be if on December sixteenth, Yankee Hill Road does not open between fortieth and fifty sixth <laughs> as it's supposed to, I'm going to be very, very upset. Are so we I'm worried preparing myself for that? Are we worried? Course, Are we worried that that's not is there any reason to believe that's not going to happen? Sure, it always is when it comes to the city getting a street project done. <laughs> I mean, like, Debbie, they're, they're, they're opening to the South Beltway like eight years early. So I think we're, uh, we're momentuming that the, way. That's the state. See, I'm comparing the state to the city. <laughs> okay. See, I've got, there's a big contest going on here, and I want to see which one is done first. And I'm going to be really having a... A real hide chapter next week if it's not right. open. What's the no. date? What's the date it's supposed to open? Supposedly the 16th. So, the, so we shall see. Which is the day after the South two Beltway. Two days. Two days after the yes, South Beltway yes. is? Yeah, two, two, days, two after. days after. It's a Friday. Uh-huh. It would be nice when they open up just for you if they put like a bow on one of the roundabouts so it looks like a well, Christmas gift. Yes, I like that idea. So, I think I'll, I will. I will suggest that to Larry. Merry Christmas, <laughs> Debbie. All right. That'd so, Debbie, is am, am I to take it that you you think the city needs to get to their streets together? Yes, I I definitely think that, Mark. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, yeah. Debbie. Uh, best of luck on that. Keep us updated, okay? I certainly will. All right. Bye-bye. See you. Wouldn't that be a nice touch? They should do it with the Beltway too. Wrap the thing up like it's a Christmas gift for everyone. Sure. We're giving you roads this year, South Lincoln. That's what you're getting, whether you wanted it or not. And a lot less traffic on Nebraska Parkway. All right, back to the phones. Uh, Lewis is next. Good morning, Lewis. What's chapping your hide? Good morning, guys. Good morning. 
People who stop in a, in the middle of a roundabout. <laughs> it's the who who wait who try and yield to the people coming in. You mean? Right. Yeah. I mean, it's just frustrating. You know, you're supposed to move, keep moving around, yep. and you know, people just stop or slow way it, down. And it's it like, screws ah. up the process for not only the person behind them, but just everyone. They're designed right, exactly. It's the key to the whole thing working, essentially. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Anyway, got right, you. Thanks, guys. got you, Lewis. Something to remember if Pine Lake opens again. And, <laughs> and traffic guru Chris Lofgren not just Pine Lake, uh, Yankee Hill. Uh, traffic guru uh, Chris Lofgren just came in and told me that the latest summary on traffic, and he's on top of all of it. Yeah, is that December sixteenth is still their projected still, opening. Still happening. All right, Yankee. Debbie. Don't disappoint Debbie. Nine days before Christmas, get Yankee Hill open. Yeah. Yeah, that is a pain. I'll give you that one. See, it's not impacted me whatsoever, uh, I don't think. That one hasn't been. A, I mean, the one I want to open, but this is because I'm going to Hickman every once in a while, is just 70th Street out there by Saltillo, by Standing yep. Bear. I don't think that's opening anytime soon, though. No, so, there's, they've got a lot of, a lot of work. That's there. the and one that I'm... That's 40th one. is going to remain closed for quite a while, too. 40th and what? Uh, south of uh, Yankee Hill. It's closed there for the uh, Cancer Center uh, building. What are, what are people going out there for? There's a lot of people at, that live out there. Look at my South Lincoln slander. <laughs> but, uh, I, I, yeah, you're probably right. I and, go out there and I have no idea. That's true. I drive way south in different parts of town. Well, I do this in all parts of town. And, and uh, you know, I live here full time, except for the time I'm on my Beatrice Lake house. Oh, but I, I uh, somehow I just am amazed that there have been entire developments built that I missed at some point. And I suppose now you're going to want an expressway to your to Beatrice. That'd be good. I mean, the yeah, you know, it's uh, I, 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 my, my directly pro- from Holmes Lake over everything to 77. Right. Yeah, my private jet isn't always available, so that's a good point. Um, but yeah, that's that's something we're thinking about. All right, back to the phones. Joining us right now is Mike. Hi, Mike. What's shopping your head? Good I'm, morning. I'm sensing a theme. Yeah. 22 months, 11 miles, divided highway, 14 months, <laughs> a one-mile stretch of road <laughs> on... Like, it does ruin, it does, I mean, the time that that got done does really ruin the excuse of we just didn't have enough time to hit the the deadline, right? For for everyone. Yeah. 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 Wait, wait. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate it. Ooh. (laughs) Way to (laughs) screw up the grading curve. (laughs) South Beltway. Yeah, and you're talking about grading, like grading the road. Yeah, so, gra- yeah, yeah, grading curve. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but like there, it feels like I, I don't know. If this is totally true or not? But it at least feels this way. To Mike's point, it does feel like there were there are like two block areas of town that took later that took longer <laughs> than like acquiring the land, <laughs> right? getting all the easements uh, uh building all these interchanges for that whole thing um, well, just just think how many girders went into that project. girder watch I yeah mean, that alone we need the east beltway to start again for 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 girder watch that'd be really nice girder. we're gonna have to put up some more uh traffic cameras then because they'll be going the other direction. You know what? We maybe need to find if we do any best of moments for this year we may need to go back and find girder watch <laughs> 
<laughs> it was one of my highlights of 2023. Was that not this year? Oh, my God. That had to be this year, wasn't it? Jeez. No, because they... Uh, I don't Time flies when you're having fun. I mean, it or was some the of frog, the... Or as the Frog Prince said to the Frog Princess, time's fun when you're having flies. <laughs> you know, it's too bad. If it was 2021, we missed getting like a, a Nebraska... No, bro- it, was, it was 2021. Really? Spring 2021. How did we not... Jeez, what? <laughs> that was that long ago? <laughs> Holy cow. All right. You know, it's 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 disappointing that it was that long ago because we should have been applying for our live play-by-play on girders for some kind of a Nebraska Broadcasters Association award. I, I mean, absolutely. I went I went a whole five minutes where I was just like, well, it's crossed, it's crossed Normal Boulevard on South Twenty Seventh, heading south. Right? Didn't we have a play-by-play? Didn't Shane Dostal join us? Uh, he was, you know, in charge of doing all that for LTU. You know, arranging, doing the arranging. Wasn't he with us? For one of those runs? I don't remember. Maybe. I think so. I don't remember last week's show, let alone spring 2021. (laughs) (laughs) I obviously don't know when it happened either. Uh, All right, Brian's next on What Chaps You Had Wednesday. Good morning, Brian. What's chapping your head? Hey, uh, you said the trigger word, roundabout. (laughs) Oh, yes. So, what triggers my high is we put in all these roundabouts that we have to mow grass and then in the median but we don't have money to mow the grass in the city parks. Mm. Maybe AstroTurf. Maybe uh, Field Turf, AstroTurf. That'd be nice. Yeah. But uh, also back to Debbie's with road closures, the city will never come close to the county on closing roads forever. (laughs) Oh, really? I had a one-mile stretch of Gravel County Road that was closed for 22 months. (laughs) To replace a 30-inch metal con uh, culvert tube, <laughs> and then they had to come back a month later and redo it, and the inlet was still not at the low point of the ditch. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Meanwhile, meanwhile, the, the entire will never be. Able- meanwhile, nearly the south entire South Beltway is constructed in that time. Yes. Now, now I'm going to have to. Uh, Go one on there is think of what Mike Hilgers did with the financing. He got it all there, got it done. Thanks, Brian, by the way. County commissioners have been holding off on infrastructure money. Pam Dingman's been calling for more and more money. Uh, When you put the money into the project, it gets done. That makes sense. Makes sense. Get the dough in there. Get the dough in there. Do it. Do it. it. I know I'm I'm getting ruined for projects. Uh, I, I expect fast, quick, really quick, quick projects now. Like like uh, I want that uh, Memorial Stadium practice facility done by this weekend. Now it's, it's <laughs> I have now unreason un. I want the new skyscraper luxury living condos in the Haymarket. That ought to be done by St. Patrick's Day. I would think. Do you remember when that project was announced? What well, the with uh, Wandale Robinson and Scott Frost. Oh, and Bill Moose, right? And Bill Moose. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's, uh, you know, I might have to get to the Facebook uh, ones a little bit later in the show today. Maybe we'll go to the uh, the text line here quick. Uh, oh, we got Matt McMaster here. Okay. We got something. Okay. Apparently, yes. He's going to try his hand at a chaps. Well, well, the university bookstore at University of Nebraska-Lincoln is a travesty, okay? <laughs> it is, it is 
awful. It is. I, I've been visiting my friends in college, but going to their university, staying at their yeah. you know places, whatever. I go to their bookstores. It's like the Sistine Chapel. It's just. It's massive. It's like three times the size. Every one of them's got two floors. They got so many different options. Like they got the the parent option. They got expensive options. They got the clearance rack. They got everything. The UNL bookstore is literally like. Okay, so first off, it's 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 okay. It's not nearly the size, but half of it is like youth. This is the one like, in the union. By in the, the way. union. Yeah. In the union. Half of it is like youth. It's for like babies and like three year olds, and then the other half is like all the athlete stuff. But I don't want to buy the athlete stuff because I'm not an athlete. I don't want to. I don't want the Wait, athlete. What do you back mean, athlete stuff? Like, the athletes get things. They get shirts so and backpacks it's and the, shoes. So you mean it's the same ones that they actually have? The same have. exact stuff. And you stuff. don't want that? No, I'm not an athlete. I don't want to walk around you know, people thinking I'm the be athlete. It, they no, just happen to have it's it. It's ridiculous, and it's super expensive. And then the other half, so like that's the front part. The back part is all like Tommy Bahama and Johnny O and like $150 things. I'm never going to buy that. I don't have that money. I don't. I, and then they don't even have a clearance rack anymore. And then all the hats are terrible, too. It's 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 awful. You stay in radio, you're going to have any money anyway. I let's. I mean, I know, I know, I'm aware of that. That's, but that's why we shop at Man, Alumni Hall. Hold on, it makes me pine for the old. I don't know if, know if any of you remember that. Well, pine for the old days, the Nebraska bookstore. Oh man. That place was sweet. Listeners know what I'm talking about. It's the yeah. old Nebraska bookstore. Um, I don't even know what it is right now. It's a, a it's it's across from the Wendy. Just used to wear that Wendy's. Okay. Place. Okay. Yeah. 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 That was the old Nebraska. It's awful. Bookstore. They got to do better. You got to do better with yeah. all the money. They got to do better. All right. Seven twenty four. We didn't even get to the texts or the Facebook. We got an open segment. We got today, an open Ted. segment. We're gonna give more what chaps you right. It's a double dose today. All right, people are really getting it off their chest. Everybody's going to feel good today. All right, it is time to count them down. It's your morning drive, so let's get started today with... Number five. COVID-19 risk dial moved to elevated yellow yesterday. A couple of indications, a number of cases increased from 279 to 458 for the week ending December 3rd. Hospitalizations from 49 a week ago to 54 yesterday. And wastewater surveillance continues to show an increase in the number of virus particles. Uh, majority of the cases, though, have been in people who were not up to date on their vaccines. Mm, I'm not. I'm gonna, i got to get mine on Thursday. You know what? You know what happened? I lost my vaccine card. I lost my stinking vaccine card. How does somebody do that? Uh, I... We got this, uh, you know, we got this little safe. We keep important documents in. I swear I put it in there every single time. And now I'm, I guess, off the grid uh, when it comes to that. I think you can still get it. Here's my question about that. We're at the end of 2022. Right. Why are we keeping track of this on a card? Yeah. Good point. Why, why is this why not part we, of the elect- why electronic are cards, system? Honestly, I'll bring that to a higher level. Why are cards a thing at all for anything? I'm talking driver's license. I'm talking insurance cards. I'm talking vaccination cards. I'm talking credit cards. I, I am so excited to live in a card-free world at some point in my life because cards are problematic. You know what? You know what happened with my debit card the other day? The little chip just fell out of it. <laughs> okay? Wait, what? It, yeah, the little... I can show you. The thing has gotten worn down so much from swiping all the time 
that the chip came loose in it. And now I try and put it in the chip reader machines and it won't do it. And then I'll just be like, oh, wait, no, I'll swipe it. And then I'm like, oh, no, you have to try it three times and fail three times uh, before you... Have you ordered a new one? You have to... No, I need to, but thanks, Mom. I'm going to. <laughs> but I, I, I... The 800 number was probably on the back of the card. Yeah, well, that's, you know what, Mark? That's probably worn off. Probably. I mean, look at this thing. Here, I, I Is that one of the original cards? <laughs> look, that thing, felt, it's so loose, you can feel it on the top of this thing. Was that like the first card? Okay. And then, and, and then my health insurance card, I could show you that too. Which they've got to, I go to the same, you know, I go to the same doctors month after month after month or year after year. Yeah, and health like, insurance card. Can I see your health insurance card? Yeah, it's the same one I've showed you 97 times and it didn't change. Those are no- made with disappearing ink. Nothing she- I'm, yes. I'm fairly certain. But the, they're, they're yeah. flimsy and they wipe off in my wallet all the time. And so I've got that as well. Yeah, look at the back of this thing here on my Jeez. debit card. What in the? It's time to be done with cards. Yes, it is time. I want to phase out all cards of the in the American system of either payment or identification or insurance. I would say I think a good goal would be by 2024. Okay, <laughs> then you forget to charge your phone. <laughs> That's true. That's- that's a good point. Tell you what, I like that conversation a lot better than the risk dial. Good job, That's boys. true. Thank you. Um, by the way, uh, I, I don't know about you, but I don't know why you didn't do it. But on my uh, COVID-19 vaccine card, every time I updated it, I took a picture of it. Yeah, I didn't do that either. So I didn't think I would lose it. I just... I, uh, anyway. Maybe I just didn't care enough. Yeah. That's probably what it was. Number four. Governor Ricketts does intend to seek the appointment to serve as the state's next U.S. Senator. He's going to submit his application along with everybody else that wants to do it. Governor like Jim Pillen has laid out uh, how to do it. Uh, we've got the link at KLIM.com. You were on the site yesterday. and I checked out the application. And so, uh, it's not, it'll, it'll, I think it'll only take you about 10 minutes if you want to do it. You guys think he has a chance of winning? Well, this is just an appointment. I, I wouldn't yeah. say. Do, he's do you the think favorite. he has a? Do you think he has a chance I, of winning? Man, the, I don't think he's the favorite. He's a big underdog. You tap Pillin versus the field, Ooh. or I mean Ricketts versus the field on this uh, thing. Ugh. If if it's at Warhorse, I'm betting on Ricketts. Are they going to read every application that comes in and thoughtfully consider them all? Absolutely. Again, again, That's- I still think we need blind resumes without the names on top when they make this pick. Okay, you just get to see. Now it'll probably give it away when on the job section the last job listed is governor of the state of Nebraska. Yeah, that that's, would probably give it away. But anyway, I don't know. I'm starting to think he's got a chance to get this. <laughs> starting to have a chance. But if you're going to apply, go back and uh, start looking up all your discriminatory. Uh, social media posts because you have to link those to the application. <laughs> you have to, you have to self. I you I saved to, all those links just for me. You have okay? to self identify or self report all of your racist Facebook posts and have them link up like link to them as well. <laughs> oh yeah, well I know where those are. I remember I was in a mood in April 2018. Let's go, let's go Facebook search. We're just it. trying to see if we agree with you or not. Uh, moving on. That's in the application. Number three. Seriously, it is. Former Senator and Governor Bob Kerry asked that his name be removed from the title of the Nebraska Democratic Party's major fundraising event following a dispute with uh, state chairwoman uh, Jane Kleb. 
Uh, Tub said, uh, okay, we'll take your name off. Uh, they had a little uh, back and forth because Kerry described the state of the Nebraska Democratic Party as pathetic. Jeez. What is, what is it with 2022 and party infighting in this state? It has been a rough year for kumbaya moments within the party. Has it not? Uh, the, the tensions of being locked up and being forced to vaccinate. I don't know masks. if that's it, but I mean, you go back to the, the winter, spring, summer, and with the Republicans, you had you had a fissure there in the gubernatorial race. You had uh, accusations and lawsuits. Then you had a you had the uh, the exciting afternoon in the Eunice Center. They replaced the leadership in the Republican Party and. Uh, and then now you got the Democrats. You got Bob Kerry, the the last most successful. You know, I won't say the last most successful. Ben Nelson's the last most successful statewide Democrat prior to Kerry. Because Kerry's actual last attempt at politics in Nebraska uh, did not go well when Deb Fisher handed it to him for the uh, for the U.S. Senate. So, like, so the, like, there's a part of me that's like, you know, he's right. He basically was saying. Was did he use the word disgrace? Or pathetic, pathetic. He used the word pathetic, and he basically implied that they can't. They need to get their candidates to move to the middle, which they absolutely have to do. I mean, that's not they one hundred percent need to do in the state of Nebraska if they want to. Well, quit. both both parties actually have moved to more extreme. Yeah, this absolutely. Year. So but you've got an entire swath of voters of uh, those of us in the middle that we can't ever find a home with any party. Sometimes that'd be nice if you guys paid attention to. But that aside. That aside, the other thing about him is, like, I think he has a point, and so I and I don't think it's probably a great idea to get into a war of words on on this whole thing and and have more of a discussion about it. But number two is, I mean, if you know all the answers, why did you get beat so badly when you ran for Senate? Exactly, with the best name recognition possible for a Democrat in the state. I mean, that's. That's the other. I mean, that's probably what Cleb has in the back of her mind as well. But anyway, it's a bad look and definitely not what the Democrats need at this point when when legit, when legit, I, I just voted um, a month ago and uh, on the general election ballot, oh, most of the statewide offices, it was Republican candidate, nobody else. Actually, occasionally it was Republican candidate, marijuana now candidate. For like state auditor or something, mm-hmm. I don't know if that and one libertarian. exactly, oh, and, and maybe a libertarian and no Democrat. Yeah, right. Like that's a that's problematic. Even if you're not going to win those races, that's problematic here at that port. So I think I think it's fair to say the the proof's in the pudding. Have they been doing well getting candidates into the races, winning races? Absolutely not. It's been a complete unfettered disaster. What kind of? Yes. What kind? Yeah. Of? I mean, I, I don't know how you you look at. It's like looking at the beginning of the Nebraska football season and saying, like, well, it's going well. You know, <laughs> they kept it close with Georgia Southern. I mean, you're not putting anybody up for statewide races, losing ground in the unicameral. I think it's a conversation to have for that party. <sighs> well, they did. Uh, the unicam actually went better than it, it might have. So I guess that's worth worth pointing out. But nonetheless. But again, your your best, your 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 most known, probably your your superstar, probably of your party candidate wise, 
and I'm saying it for the party, so don't get mad at me, but it's probably the mayor of Lincoln. Larry and Gaylor Baird? It's probably the mayor of Lincoln. Most you said likely. the proof was in the pudding. Is that figgy pudding or vanilla? or it, What is figgy pudding? I don't know, but it's in a song. Do we need, if we're caroling, do we need to bring figgy pudding? Yes. Or no, the carolers ask for figgy pudding, actually, is what it is. Please have that ready for our carolers if we come to your place. That'd be nice. <laughs> Just bowls of pudding. I don't know what that is. It sounds like something that's served, served warm. It's probably gross. Number two. Speaking of gross, more than 25% of Americans say they dislike Exchanging gifts with family and friends at the holidays. What? The latest vacation or holiday travel survey looks at American families' travel habits, inflation concerns, disliked holiday traditions, and more. About 174 million adults say inflation is affecting their holiday plans, and they're having to reconsider travel, gift buying, and they don't like exchanging gifts. (laughs) So I pulled this survey up. It is. They give you all these holiday things people do on the holidays, and they have a do, which, you know, do you like dislike these things? The highest one is gift exchanges of the entire Christmas experience. The entire one do that, and I got to thinking about it, and I'm like, and it's kind of like, yeah, I kind of get it. It can be stressful like, for I sure. I kind of get it. I can't. I just the. The the constant talk about it for me is can be a little. But that said, as a kid, it was. I mean, I think almost every kid grows up and loves that part of it. And you like one, and you want your own kids and extended family and those sorts of things to experience that too. I think gifts, but gifts for the kids is fine, but man, you gotta. Uh, that's everyone, actually, that's, so that's actually everyone. what we're doing in, in, in our family this year yeah. is. For amongst me and my siblings, we're not getting each other gifts this year. Oh yeah, we cut stuff out that extended family wise all over the place. Yeah. Well, and that's not like cousins and everything else. Yeah. It's when I get together with my siblings, right. and my my niece and nephews, and my parents is we're just getting stuff for the kids. Now our youngest sister does not have any kids, and we don't want her to get the short end of the stick, so we're getting her dog something. Right. We, but yes, we're we're not. I'm not getting my sister something. They're not getting me something, or our uh, significant others. Yeah, when we were young, like extended family things. When we were younger, like everybody got everybody. Get, or we drew names. That's what it was. You like drew names and got mm-hmm. somebody. But at some point, we backed that off and we said, okay, if there are little kids, we get them a gift. But all the adults, we do the um, we wrap something up that you own or you get really cheap or something like that, and we do the thing called the robbers' Christmas. Yeah, have you ever done this? Yes, that's fun. So that's always, and we got like people who are brutal with the stealing. Mm-hmm. Look it up if you don't know what it is. We, d- we would do that with gift cards. As yeah, far, that'd be a good one too. As far as I'm concerned, the best gift I can give anybody is my presence at their event. <laughs> Showing up. You're welcome. Merry Christmas. By the way, the other dislike, that thank, was number thank one. Thank me. Thank me very much. Number two, you know what number two was on the list? Most dislike? Attending a religious service. Wow. Mm. That's usually a fun time. I mean, I'm, you know, obviously grew up. I'm a church going person, but that's probably the most one of the most fun times to go to. Are church, we counting the bar and pickerel as a religious service? Because <laughs> it's a good time. Number three, bad news for us. Number three, caroling or singing is the number three most disliked tradition. But and if you'd like to carol with us, there's still church. room on the bus. Speaking for of which, Sunday. we got a bus to bring people caroling <laughs> on Saturday, Sunday, Sunday. Jeez. All right, moving on. Number one. It's National Pearl Harbor Remembrance Day, honoring those who lost their lives or were injured when Japan attacked Pearl Harbor. December 7th, 1941, more than 3,500 Americans lost their lives or were wounded on that day. Here in Lincoln, 
Remembrance Ceremony, Old Pavilion at Antelope Park. Uh, 11.55, that coincides with the time of the attack. Uh, the Veterans Memorial Garden Advisory Council putting on the event. Have you been uh, out, I assume you have, Mark, been out to the, the site and the seen Arizona that Memorial. In, the, in, yes. the, in Hawaii? Yes. Yeah. What was that like? Uh, it's very moving. <laughs> yeah. Very, I mean, you you know, it straddles the uh, USS Arizona, mm-hmm. and there's still uh, uh, oil uh, sheen. Uh, and just, really, and uh, wow. you know, you can look right down the, onto the ship. The waters are clear, and and knowing that uh, you know several hundred died on that ship. Uh, wow! And some veterans, if they served in that, can actually uh, be buried there. Uh, they have special dive teams that will take uh, ashes down and uh, place them in the ship. Really? Wow! So it's a it's a very um, yeah very moving. Thirty five hundred. 3,500 uh, casualties, lost lives, or wounded uh, on that. Um, just incredible, incredible number. And as uh, FDR said, they live in infinity. Correct. Yes. All right, 755, we'll take a break. It is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. When- You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN. All right. Hey, two days away, Request Line Friday, Season 3, Episode 2, Christmas Songs You Love to Hate. Christmas Songs You Love to Hate. We got some good ones in. Do we? I, is it? Oh, man. This was, this was an epic show last year. And looking for a little new blood. Looking to play some of the favorites, too. And I'll be curious. You'll always discover something new, but probably discover something that is so bad, you can't even believe it. <laughs> Okay, so we're getting them all out of the way on Friday. Request those now at the Rookie Stein Recognition Text Line. 4247941. Say it o'clock on KLI and Lincoln. Gets in your way, call the traffic hotline 402-479-1414. Keeping you moving with time saver traffic. I'm Chris Lofgren. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O. Morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. It's time to get it off your chest with What Chaps Your Hide Wednesday. Call or text the Rick Stein Recognition Hotline at 402-479-1400 to tell us what's chapping your hide. All right, it's 811 LNK today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. 27 degrees in the capital city. Uh, we had a wildly successful day on What Chap Shot Wednesday segment number one today because the phone lines were never not jammed full. And because of that, we took away a voice from some of you who are not callers. We get it. It doesn't always work to call, so you may text in. You may use the Facebook page. And uh, we had time today, so I thought we would do... Uh, we would do a little bit more What Chaps Your Hide Wednesday to get everyone's voice heard because we got a lot of texts, we got a lot of Facebook posts to get to. So, All right, this is part segment two. number two, part D of What Chaps Your Hide Wednesday. This is, uh, if you are not normally listening at 710, you may not be familiar, but this is the part of the show where uh, we let you uh, get those things out of your mind that you fixate on, that you, you don't you don't like, that make you upset, that frustrate you, and you get it out of your head so your head can be clear for other things. 
Mm-hmm. And you talk it through. You find some people who maybe feel the same way that you do. Uh, we talk about it. We laugh about it a little bit. And uh, we commiserate. And we go on with our lives being wildly productive and incredibly pleasant people. So, today on the text line. Let's go to the text line. Text line. On the prep page here on our text uh, now, some of these that I have on the prep page did come in during uh, morning drive. During morning drive. Oh, there are people talking about uh, people who lost their vaccination. I was complaining about cards, and I, I still... I, I felt like those still fit that's what chap- 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 because went. we were taking chaps into the morning but drive. Jamie Lee did text in, because I had lost my vaccination card. Uh, I, oh, it's somewhere in my house. It's probably where all the, remote, <laughs> all the remote controls are in my house, which is another chaps for me. Is it in the random drawer? Uh, I maybe uh, the state does have an online vaccine database. You can check your vaccine status by adding your name and social security number, and date of birth. I did. I did know that, and I'm going to print that off and and bring it along. Um, so yeah. Um, and then Julie said uh, she contacted the health department and they sent me uh, the most neatly handwritten one you've ever seen. But I totally agree about the card carrying thing. We should be digital on so many things that we're not. Yeah, this uh, we need to make this country at least have an option to be card free. On everything, mm-hmm. on everything by, I, like I said, I've set the deadline on that for January 1st, 2024. That's barely over a year from Let's, now. Listen, I'm I'm an aggressive leader. <laughs> Jack, Christian, Did you put that on your application for Senate? Yeah, th- um, that's a good point. I'm going to get that. I'm going to have to amend that. Uh, Jim, can you send mine back? I need to amend <laughs> Uh Chicken Rich says, Jack, quit using your cards as an ice scraper and that will help. Yes. Uh, other Phil says uh, Union Bank branches can print new debit cards right in their office, Th- and that's fine. That's good. I mean, I know those things are options, but there's there's a better way than going to the bank constantly and replacing these cards that are falling apart. Yes. All right, Lawyer John on. Uh, that's a new nickname, by the way, Lawyer John. Uh, All right. No, that's right. Chap- that is Chaps My Hide Wednesday. Uh, people who throw trash out their car window tells me all I need to know about them. Now, I don't throw my trash out the car window, but I do. You know what I do with it? I put it. I have a little compartment in my car. I don't know what it's for exactly. Any of you guys have this? It's like a console, not the console in between seats, but it's up like right below the car stereo. There's like a thing. I don't know if it's designed to put my phone in it or put things in it, but you know what it becomes? Just isn't that just receipts, straw wrappers. Is that not the sunglasses spot? I have a sunglasses spot up high on okay. my thing. I don't know. I like. I. I legit. I don't know if that because it used to be that you know, you would when you would put new stereos in cars, they had like different area, like, they had, like different extra sizes, decks. extra space and stuff. I don't think that's what it's for. It's just this weird empty space. But all it becomes for me is just trash. It just I just put trash there all the time. Mine always goes in the door. In the like the door, the little cubby the part on the oh, door. Oh my kid. The, my kids and the the bottles, the like Gatorade bottles and the water bottles and the the gold. No bottles go on the there. floor f- for the back seat. You know, uh, it, I'm telling you everything my wife hates about me right now. <laughs> speaking of 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 development of technology, we're putting all these cool things in cars. We're putting Wi-Fi in cars, screens, mm-hmm. self driving. Have we not? It feels like we could have made more headway techno- technologically. In trash systems, in you cars. want like a trash compactor? Yeah, like I want a Leo the Lion type situation from the zoo. What's Leo the Lion say? Paper, paper, I love paper. <laughs> like in the little, con- how is this not a thing? Like in the little con, in the console in between seats, a little suction thing. 
You you get a receipt. You get something. You get I feel your, like you between get the your bag. Already from, does that naturally. You get your bag from Runza or yeah, that's actually the place to put it. And and then that is the other thing. That area in between the seat and the console is just it is just the a worst. wasteland it for the, like the paper from the straw and fries. Right. Or your or if you drop your phone if you, if you drop your phone in it, enjoy that. Enjoy that situation. You're <laughs> you're laying on the ground in your garage, moving the seat all the way back or all the way forward, fishing your hand in there, which doesn't even fit into that system, digging through, like you said, Food from, you know, from uh, during the George W. Bush administration <laughs> that was made at that point. I don't know the last and time I had a waffle fry, I guess. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Why do we have a bag of Weaver's potato chips down there? That plant closed 15 years ago. Do you still have that in your office? Yeah, I do. <laughs> uh, ben says, I have no strong feelings about Dion. Dion Sanders, I assume he means. Uh, but good Lord, am I tired of the conversation? Uh, that one is one that people like to talk about. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, man, I would just love to beat Colorado with Deion Sanders at the helm. It'd for, feel real for Matt good. Rule's second win. It'd feel real second good. win of the year. That would be that would be very good. Uh, Dealer Dave says, "You know what chaps my hide? Nebraska football retains one position coach, and it's the coach of the worst performing position on the team." Yeah, there's a lot of uh, lot of reaction to uh, what appears that. Um, Rayola, Donovan Rayola is going to be stand with the offensive, offensive line. line. Had coach. you asked people two weeks ago who you think the most likely coach to stay around with the team was, well, you probably would have said Mickey Joseph at that point and Bill Bush, and then you know maybe Applewhite, mm-hmm. um, Beckton. You might have said almost for sure you would have had last on that list the offensive line coach just because it's been such a liability during the course of this year. But that is the decision now. You want to galaxy brain this thing, which a lot of people are doing today. You know who Raiola's roommate was in college. Roommate was and teammate in college was Jim Leonard, who's defense defensive coordinator at Wisconsin, interim head coach, came here and beat Nebraska, looked like he had won the job at that point. Then they went out and got Luke Fickle uh-huh. when the players were like way in favor of him. I assume Barry Alvarez over there was way in favor of him. They tried to get him to stay around as defensive coordinator, and it took. It looked like it was going to happen, but at some point that just wasn't going to work. And Leonard is not. He's not going to stay at Wisconsin. Well, and I still, he's going to stay through the bowl game. I think the new coaching staff is also interested in uh, Royola's nephews. That might be true too, but if he's got the connections if that you, you pulled, want him around, if you pull, let me just say I don't, and I don't know that it's going to happen, but it is, it is a little bit of a, a wish and a hope. But if if they pull Jim Leonard over as defensive coordinator from Wisconsin, mm-hmm. I mean, guys. That uh, that would be worth it, without I, a doubt. When I grabbed the mic, this isn't where I was intending this conversation to go, but there's a $7 million pool, and if you're currently looking at the coaching staff, yeah, they where is that money going? Right. Like They, they the, probably have enough money so they still got to lure him. D coordinator, quarterbacks coach. Which might be Pete's. And might from, be Pete's. From LSU. Yeah, mm-hmm. that name was out there like a week ago. I think my most unpopular sports opinion has changed in the last day. And yeah. it's I'm a Donovan Rayola guy. Okay, I I no disrespect to the uh, I think it was Ben who said that chaps is hide. I I I like the guy. I thought the position. Wait, how do you have an? Uh, uh, listen, there may be. I'm 
Sure. It, Rule may want a development, but like, how can you even look at last season and be like, yeah, that went pretty well? I, I'm not saying it went pretty well. I'm just saying that that position was already, you know, not very so good there. And you're got there. And I think that, no, I don't think there is only so much you can do as a coach. I'm in his defense. He also coached for the Bears, and the Bears had an off, also really bad offensive line when he was there. And he made, he was really good at making adjustments at halftime Let's with see. the Bears. And he made adjustments at halftime with Nebraska, especially in that Purdue game and in the Iowa game that protected the quarterback. I think that while you can look at the position and say, oh, you know, they're terrible. At the same time, I don't know how much he was he was really given to work with, considering that his best guard was suspended and his best tackles were injured. Right. Oh, I think guys not playing in the right position. Exactly. I'll, 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 my default now is to trust Matt Rule. That's where I am right now. I'm trusting Matt Rule. Is it a I'm great spot to trust your trust your yeah. head coach? Uh, the Jeremy says the Dagnab roundabout in Hickman chaps my hide. They're into the sixth month already. They started on July fifth. Yeah, is that the one that is up by the the U stop there? The old First State Bank up there. I assume that's what it is. There's that construction that's going on there. I didn't know that was for a roundabout. I actually didn't didn't know that. Uh, Chris Nolay says, It chaps my hide that Amazon makes it so convenient to shop for Christmas that I end up giving a lot of money to Jeff Bezos every year. <laughs> I wish there was some good competition for them. Walmart's trying. I mean, I don't know if that makes you feel any better. But Walmart's trying to be the, you know, the, the most straight-up competitor for... Uh, for Amazon, but we'll see. Um, all right, then we got a bunch of requests line Fridays. So um, I, I added of... two more for you. Uh, the, uh, Leslie said, "Be careful with the Leslie one." Okay, list about what people hate about the holidays. Who was on the panel? Twelve Grinches complaining um, or Grinching, as she said. She used another word, uh, but <laughs> that's a, she's, yeah. Uh, and Mosh Pit Chad says, "What chaps decide work making a switch to a new calling system that doesn't allow listening to music." While making calls, that was the only thing that made this job bearable. Interesting. Is that like uh, listening to music while making calls? Huh, interesting. I'm, I'm curious how that works. Now, I used to, I used to work for, uh, I was one of the people who did polling for Gallup. That was one of my high school jobs. Um, and so we did the, I had the little dial pad. I, I mean, I did not get to listen to music while I did it. That wasn't possible. Hmm. Um, yeah, that was a, that was a crazy job because like, there were sometimes you would go in and you had to get somebody to complete. If you could get like one person to complete a 20 minute survey on your first call, you're, you either could have eight hours a day trying to get that, or you could have a half hour right. trying to get it. You didn't know what it was going to be. And you made the same amount of money. Do you remember the, uh, the phase when people with cell phones had the callback ringtone? I never even understood what that was. So when people called you, you had on your phone what they were going to hear. Instead, so like, rather than your while own ringtone, yeah. Well, so while they're hearing the ringing instead of the ringing, it's whatever song you wanted to play. God, there was such a. There was about a four-year era of cell phones that was so weird, just wild. It was the wild, <laughs> like, wild. Take, last. I mean, we were paying for like, text messages like two hundred a month, two thousand five to two thousand eight or something, or maybe like two thousand three to two thousand six. It was a crazy era of, <laughs> of cell phones. Oh, we got another phone call. All right. Oh, it's that Paul joining us Uh-oh. later. I still haven't gotten to the Facebook post because the phones are so busy. Uh, all right, that Paul. Good morning, Paul. What do you got? What's good about it? All right. You need a closer? I got your closer here. Everyone's complaining about the South Beltway and Yankee Hill and the Roundabout. I'm sorry. 
But until you have survived Coddington and West A, <laughs> you have nothing to complain about. I I don't get up I don't get up over there too much. What's the experience I like, Paul? I don't get there. It was <laughs> horrendous, and you know it. I mean, I don't, I don't not know it, but I, I said, what, what for the, is it a, what is it? Is it a intersection? Is it, what's the problem exactly? Oh, it's fine now, but it was under construction oh. for 48 years. <laughs> it's been 82 Good years. Thank you, Paul. I appreciate it. I still didn't get to the Facebook posts. Let me do it real quick. Logan says people who get upset in an opinion you have and try to scare you to change your opinion. Peter says people who talk politics and religion. I think both, but I just don't impose. Christina says Walmart. Sheila says hackers. And Scott says rumblings on Twitter of Mark Vale possibly entering the transfer portal. <laughs> Sounds like PJ Fleck and WCCOAM Minnesota are in cahoots to get him back home. Five-star anchors are generational. This one hurts if true. I haven't seen the on three transfer portal Twitter account yet. Note Mark Vale, but no, there's no smoke there. No, no smoke, no smoke <laughs> that we know of. That would be tampering, also. Well, the transfer window is open. We're looking at you, PJ. <laughs> it's a twenty-five. It's LNK today with Jack and friends on KLIN. Want today's top news stories? Top Husker stories? You can get them sent straight to you. meteorologist Malcolm Byron. He's been talking Huskers on the Nebraska Airwaves for nearly three decades. It's Old Timers Day on the radio dial with former KLIN morning show sidekick, John Bishop. And it looks like he showed up. He's He showed up. I did not know until this very moment all right, all whether right, or not right. he would make his regularly scheduled appearance or if you would, you know... Get some bird flu or something. Many people forget about these types of interviews. Yes, it's true. Now, the bad news, last time I did an interview, so John Bishop and I have kind of a reciprocity situation. He comes on my show. I come on his show on on Monday. So we already had our conversation about the Nebraska Creighton game. If you didn't catch my interview on 1620 The Zone, uh, which they, they do on YouTube on their show, uh, I did open a bottle of champagne live at... Uh, like two thirty in the afternoon on a Monday, <laughs> and enjoyed some of it during the interview. Um, you had a full on cigar, no, yeah, <laughs> yes, an unlit, an, an unlit <laughs> cigar, and uh, and now here's the funny thing, John. So I open, you know, what's weird is opening a bottle of champagne Monday afternoon in your basement, and then you're like, now I have an open bottle of champagne. <laughs> I'm not really going to drink a lot of champagne the rest of the day, and it, w- it was just sitting on my desk open, like the you know for the next until like late yesterday, and I realized my kids were coming down into the basement and seeing just an open bottle of champagne down there. <laughs> like, Dad, what is going on here exactly? But no. Well, um, you know, monkeys flew. That's what happened. <laughs> that monkeys flew. So there you go. I, listen, I'm still going to take solace in the fact that my winning percentage is 80. percent That's good. Which is that during which games? Is really good. Called? Which is which is which is very com- comparable to Jack Moore's lifetime free. Th- oh, I'm sorry. I'm making a basketball reference. Most Husker fans won't get that. Uh. It's very close. Very close to Tom Osborne's winning percentage. <laughs> so uh, I will take that. And I will take my medicine for Sunday. I will be honest, John. I did not. Well, you know this about me. I tend to assume the worst. 
mm-hmm. sometimes about how things are going to go with sports. But I did, uh, I did not think this was going to happen on. Uh, I did not think this was going to happen on Sunday, which made it all the more ridiculously. Oh, joyful. sure, of course. When you when you're not I expecting mean, it, I, had, I did absolutely. not suspect it in the least that it would happen because I I actually I I watched the games in Maui right uh, mainly because I wanted to see if I could see you on a Hawaiian shirt on the TV broadcast but <laughs> I, I watched the games in Maui and uh, and I was watching them and I was thinking oh, I'm like oh man. Uh, especially those for uh, like that second game, I think that they had in Maui, I Arkansas. That. Yeah. yeah, that one. I was like, oh, geez, this does not look like. It's well, be I good. mean, what it shows you is, you know, matchups, matchups matter, and and the return of Derek Walker matters. Yeah, because at the same time, you know, the same time that Creighton was playing in Maui, Derek Walker was just getting back into the lineup, and yep. and you saw the difference that he made. I thought it it's set crazy. a great early tone that he was able to go in and make five out of his first six. And and do it in one on one matchups with Ryan Kalkbrenner. Um, yeah. That yeah. set a tone, and then of course it was. I mean, it was defense that that did most of the work. But um, it, you know, it's it, it just shows you that you know if you've got a good game plan, if you stick to it, and if a team doesn't shoot the ball well, and Creighton shot the ball horribly for the second game in a row, these types of things can happen. And uh, and I, I I I said as much on my broadcast. And I'll say it here: um, Nebraska's strategy was was very sound. Uh, it's like, well, because with a team like Creighton, you're going to pick your poison. You're either going to deal with a lot of pick and roll and, and a lot of Kalkbrenner dunking at the rim, or uh, Ryan Nemhard driving to the rim, or you know guys making plays in the paint, or you're going to deal with you know three point shooting. You can't take everything away. I mean, it's unless you have just right. the most freakishly great athletes ever. Yeah. You, you got to pick a poison, and 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 the poison Nebraska picked was was one to say, okay, well, we'll let some shooters. Now, I shouldn't say, you know, it's not like they let everybody get open looks. I thought their defense on on Baylor Shireman was sound. You know, they doubled him uh, as soon as they could just to get the ball out of his hands so he wouldn't squeeze off a quick shot. Um, cause he's obviously been Creighton's best three point shooter, <laughs> certainly most dangerous. Um, you know, they let certain guys shoot the three. Um, and that's why you saw Francisco Farabello come off the bench and hit five. He was the one guy who could hit him. Right. Exactly. So again, you can't take yeah. away everything, but you try to take away the things. Um, and then, you know, you hope for, you know, a, a poor shooting night, and that's exactly what happened. And uh, and Nebraska did what See, they did. See, I thought they would try and do that, like really muck the game up with with defense. But like, I wasn't all that confident because, like, I watched I watched a lot of the Arkansas game, the Texas Tech game. I was actually, I think, I was subbing in for you on your show that day, so I didn't see a ton of it. But I heard your like we heard your interview live after the game. Uh, I can't remember it was with one of the Creighton players, but you had talked about like the way Texas Tech plays defense, mm-hmm. uh, which is which is really aggressive. And so my thought was, oh, well, they've seen this kind of a a defensive style, and and maybe it wasn't the same. Was it was what Nebraska did similar to what those in Arkansas? I'm sure is like that too. Was Nebraska, no, was that what that tried to do or not? No, not really, because with with teams like Texas Tech and Arkansas, you know they're playing long and very athletic. They'll jump. They'll jump passing late. They'll they'll try to beat you, and and th- what they try to do is funnel you, um, you know, down to the baseline and make you make bad decisions. What Nebraska did was basically pack the paint and and double the post, and 
and like I said, try to, you know, get a quick double when they can and then recover, uh, quick, get a quick double on a guy like, uh, Shireman and then recover and get back into the post to, to avoid, you know, the lobs. Um, so it was, it was a different plan. The, the plan that actually it was very similar to was St. Thomas, who was Creighton's opening se- opening day opponent. And St. Thomas, you know, was frustrating Creighton all game long. The difference was with Nebraska, you had better athletes running the plan. And, uh, and, and, and so, you know, that's, that's why it was, it was able to work as well as it is. You know, Nebraska's plan was more packed to paint. Um, than, than a team like uh, a Texas Tech. Uh, both can be very effective, um, but uh, there was a li- at least a little bit of room to operate um, if Creighton didn't make mistakes. And I thought a key stretch in the game actually happened rather early because I thought, I thought Creighton was doing a nice job of getting ball reversal. I mean, th- th- it's so big for them to get yeah. the ball from one side to the other side, and that's where you get, that's where you get overcommits on the defense and it leaves wide open guys on the opposite side. And... They were doing that, but then there was a series where they turned it over three straight times. Yep. Because I think they were a little sloppy with their passes. And Bandamel picked one Van, off. Bandamel Van, Van Van picked a one off. And, and then I think there was, Gary got one. Yep. And they've and, got and, transition layups both times. So, exactly. Yeah. And, and, and those are the types of things that a team like St. Thomas isn't necessarily built to do, but Nebraska is. So, um, you know, you just got a combination of a lot of different factors. And, and the equation at the end of the day was a big old, Poop salad. <laughs> I didn't think so. <laughs> I thought it was a taco salad. Uh, I, don't I don't know why. I don't know why I said that. I was trying to think of a good Wait, salad. That's that's the peak of Nebraska men. Well, I was trying to think of a good salad. Is a taco salad? I don't know. Well, like, I was trying, I was like, quick, say the best salad you can think of. And yeah, I was yeah, like, you, uh, you, what am I going to say? Yeah, garden salad? You like it was a steak dinner. Was a, that was a Cobb salad. <laughs> you, you, you definitely didn't. Wait. Drink that whole bottle of champagne. Uh, Man, what a fruit salad that was. Uh, yeah. <laughs> if we're in the world of salads, I'm kind of limited, guys. Uh, oh, that was like a that was like a chicken almond salad with a nice, you know, vinaigrette. The other thing about this game, almost every year, with with that exception in 2018, is is that like Creighton has come out looking like the more motivated way more confident team that knows, you know, that just like the mentally better team in this game every single time. And sometimes in this game, they've had way better teams than Nebraska, and that's been the case. But sometimes the teams, frankly, weren't that far apart if you want to go back 10 years in this series. But it just, it would get get so out of hand so quickly. And it just, it, it felt like they were more ready for these games. Um, why... I don't know. Did you just know? Did, why did it feel so different? It felt like the rules were reversed a little bit. Uh, and I don't know why that or how that would happen this time around when it didn't happen, when it seemed to be consistent every other year. I mean, that's, that, that's always a tough question to answer because you're trying to crawl into the heads of these guys. But I think what you saw was, um, I think you saw, you know, a Nebraska team that was confident in its game plan. And then when they saw that it was bearing fruit, confidence built. And with a team like Creighton, who is built on rhythm and shots aren't falling or possessions are getting clunky, it tends, you know, you tend to lag a little bit. So, um, I, I don't want to, I don't want to sit here and make it sound like they didn't want to win that game, but yeah, it was, it's, 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 it's probably likely that Nebraska came in with a greater edge 
than than Creighton did, and and maybe part of it is you know the expectations. It's like well, and, and maybe and this is natural. You know, you've played four straight ranked teams. You bring in a team now that's unranked, and you have you know, you've had success against, and so maybe there is a a, a lull or a lax a little bit, but. Then, to be fair, that that doesn't give enough credit to the team that won. Mm. Uh, to be honest with you, and and quite frankly, um, I've always bought into the philosophy that when the scoreboard gets turned on, you know, you should be motivated to play. This is what this is what you came here to do, right? right? So, but it, um, it, 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 I mean, it's, it's probably fair to say Nebraska had a little more edge, and I think that was based on the fact that their game plan was working, and you saw confidence build. Yeah, I guess so. And and, and, nor, and that wouldn't be crazy in general in an isolated you know situation. Creighton's got Final Four aspirations. It's a it's a big game, especially for for Nebraska. But the fact is that's kind of been the case before, and Creighton still seemed to have the edge in those games, and they didn't this time, which is odd. But you totally saw like I don't know if you noticed. It, it, but uh, down the stretch, especially in the second half of the games, you could actually see the Creighton players like thinking uh, when they would get when they would get they would have a, a second to shoot a three, which normally they pass so fast, they shoot so quickly, and you would see there was sort of a delay. Like, okay, am I going to do this or not? And then they might not, and then they would then the defender would get out there, and then they would shoot it, and the shots just didn't even look like clean. In a lot of ways, it looked like, and that was a, that was a product of you know being ten for forty. Yeah, you know? I mean, and and I and and I I saw that happen against Texas too. You know, Creighton was like five for whatever against Texas, um, and and you see the same thing. Sometimes you see you know guys who would take a, a wide open shot and they would pass it up because it's like ah, I haven't been I, I've made I've missed my first you know five six whatever it is, and then you pass it up. And, and those things that, that's what happens when you, when you start to, you know, get into your own head a little bit and, and realize, oh man, this is just not my day. Then all of a sudden that confidence, that confidence goes away. And that's one of the things that Greg McDermott tries to fight through is, and he told me as much on the post game show. He said, listen, I'm never going to tell my guys not to shoot because, you know, if you're, if you have a shooter's mentality, that mentality is you keep firing. You don't just stop just because they're not going in, because once you stop, then, you know, scenarios that you just spelled out, those things happen. And then that disrupts the flow of the offense, because without that, um, you know, then you're playing a lot of ISO ball and 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 that's a tough spot to be in when you're a team that's built on. I watched it again and I was like, they never they hardly ever. I didn't watch it. I watched it again. I watched it twice again. (laughs) And like it was weird, though, like they never really very rarely did they kind of drive and kick or drive at all and try and score at the rim. Because Almost it was, because yeah, again, it was tough. I mean, the, you know, if you notice, you know, when they, when they would throw it in to Kalkbrenner and instantly there were two guys right there and, and it just, it, it, it threw a lot of things off. And I think, you know, they were, they were, they were put off by that and, and it was difficult to, to recover. Do, uh, do, um, you, do you think this, I don't know, do you, do you think Nebraska sticks with the, is, is this something that is, is particularly tailored to who Creighton is? Is this kind of an identity that they can use in the Big Ten? How much of that game do you think, at least kind of strategy and identity wise, does Nebraska stick with when they get into the Big Ten? Well, I'm sure there's a lot of it. I mean, you, you, you know, whatever, you know, 
whatever whatever you need to do to win. But I, I think I think this idea, you know, because Nebraska's gone from being a, a, a high paced team to a very slow paced team. You know, they've built a little bit more on defense and this positional, you know, uh, height and length. Um, so yeah, a, a strategy like this can work against. It's all, it's all going to be dependent on based on where the strengths are. Now, you know, if you got a, if you got a, a big bruiser inside, you know, who can post up and, you know, fight off double teams, it's going to be a harder strategy to employ. Um, because, because of that, that ability. Kalkbrenner is not a, a guy who, you know, he can be okay. He can be good in a one on one, but he's not, he's not like a huge physical, big physical guy. He's tall. And he's gotten a little bit bigger, but he's not like a. Um, oh my right. god, his he's not thick. Is, he's not you know, like super uh, thick, right? Uh, yeah. From Illinois, from Kofi Coburn, couple. yeah, Kofi yeah, Coburn, Kofi. Yeah. He's not a Kofi Coburn type, yeah. Um, you know where he he's a little more thick and can you know fight off the double team and just go up and power up and and get him you know get him a bucket. Yeah, uh, Kalkbrenner's more of a finesse five. Um, with just some great size. Right. So it, it's really going to depend on, on the matchup, but you know, it's, it's obvious that Fred has come up with an idea. You know, he realized I can't do it the way I did it at Iowa state. Cause I don't have either the players to do it or, or this league doesn't allow me to do it. So I'm going to shift gears it's, and go in a completely opposite direction. And you know, this is, this is sometimes what you have to do while you're trying to figure out exactly what it is you ultimately want to be. Right. I don't think this is what ultimately they want to be, but this is certainly a good stopgap and, and it's yielded better results. I mean, they're a more competitive basketball team and they're a tougher minded basketball team than they've been the last four years. It's just, cra- it's just crazy to me because this team under Fred has so often, especially offensively, looked like there literally is no plan. I mean, it it looks like you're like, what is, is there nothing? Is there no scheme? Is there nothing like that? And then they go and get their biggest win under him by just like scheming like crazy, um, which is mm-hmm. just, it's just been so out of character uh, during this era. Um, so, I mean, it's just, I think that's what surprised me as much as anything. So, by the way, just, just so you know, and like, I don't expect it, but, and I think you know this. If somehow the, the the magic continues tonight in Bloomington, Indiana, I I you, you I know you get sad because I'm too negative too often. I'm gonna flip the switch the other direction pretty hardcore. Okay, just so you? you know. no never. Yeah, just so you know, I can I live on the extreme sometimes with negativity negativity and positivity. I'm that's uh, you shocked me. I can't believe I just heard that. I, I so I, I know I probably should have been talking more football than basketball, but that's what I wanted to do. So I'll leave you with one football question because you're going to be talking about all afternoon. I have a feeling. Oh God! <laughs> what, what's your Donovan? Is there any? <laughs> is there an explanation plausible for the Donovan Rayola thing to you that's out there? Um, probably that he sees something in him. You know, it, it's it, something in 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 how he teaches the position. I suppose. Um. Was he? Was he I, I mean, I would love to hear. I would, I would love to hear an explanation. I, I really would, because yeah. it's 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 kind of hard for me to fathom uh, at the moment. And there's the cynic in me says, "Well, they're still holding out hope for for Dylan to commit." Um, but my guess is it has something to do with you know through the interview process that there was there was something that was gleaned from you know the, that conversation where it's like, hey, this guy. This guy teaches offensive line the way I want offensive line taught. 
and and it's something I can work with. And that would be my first guess. Yeah. Or maybe it's just to get Jim Leonard. Could be that too. That'd be cool. <laughs> I'd forget. That would, I mean, it's that that would be the thing to they, get Jim. They're Leonard. buddies. They're buddies. You never know. I mean, sure, great, but you know what? You know, it'll probably get Jim Leonard a nice two million dollar payday. They should have that too, maybe. I think they could. I, that's the other thing. I'll be fascinated to see how this money breaks down eventually at the end of the day because you got seven million hey, to work with. And- I would love it. Back the truck up to Jim's house in Wisconsin and bring him over here. Let's take that Wisconsin. Oh, that would be glorious. Love it. Would love it. Yeah. Well, right. I think a lot of people would, and and it would be a it'd be a really interesting hire. That's for sure. Yep. All right, John. Have a good one. Uh, enjoy talking offensive line coaches today. Yay! <laughs> All right, there you go, John Bishop. He's the host of 1620 The Zones on Sports and Light Conduct, our sister station. All right, we'll take a break. Wrap it up for this on KLIN. Sign up for the daily at KLIN.com to get today's top local and Husker news sent straight to your email. Meteorologist Malcolm Byron. You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, 28 degrees as we wrap things up tomorrow. Ticket. Will you check our prize book real quick, what we have tomorrow? Sorry, I can't remember. I wonder if it's, uh, I think it might be, mm, I don't want to say it. Purdue! Yeah, it is! It'll be a big game at Pinnacle Bank Arena. we got Nebraska-Purdue basketball tickets for request line Friday tomorrow. And a $25 gift card to Alumni Hall. With the tickets? With the tickets. Jeez, why don't we just give up everything? Holy cow, we're emptying it out tomorrow. And a financial stake in broadcast house. Eh, that's not no? true. Okay. <laughs> but we might give you a deal on the building. Uh, also, also on Friday, request on Friday, Christmas songs you love to hate. Text in those requests now. Got two more days. It's 9 o'clock, KLI and Lincoln.